Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. Our scripture reading this Easter morning is, as you might expect, an Easter passage. Mary Magdalene, while it was still dark, and presumably with some other women, because she says we don't know where Jesus has been laid, uh, indeed went to the tomb, found it empty, raced back to tell the rest of the disciples who didn't believe them that the tomb was empty. They, Peter and John, race on ahead to discover that she was telling the truth, and she follows at some distance and now finds herself still not knowing where Jesus is, but Jesus knows where she is. And Jesus knows where we are this morning as we gather here online. Let's pray that he would reveal himself to us and transform us the way he transformed her and indeed all who come to him. Lord Jesus, your life in us, your resurrection life in us is what we pray now and for always. But the beauty of the new day is nothing compared with the beauty of new life in us. And so, Lord, we pray you would do this work in us to renew us. Give us hope for the fullness of new life, which one day will be ours in you. We pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Happy Easter! Today our scripture reading comes from John 20 verses 11 through 18 and Matthew 5 verse 3. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni. Don't cling to me, Jesus said. For I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go and find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message.
and then Matthew. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Mary Magdalene is gutted. She's, she's done emotionally. She's, <laughs> she's beyond ruined. Jesus ha has meant everything to her. I mean, how could she not be just destroyed as she's there by the empty tomb and doesn't even know where Jesus' body is? Given what we know of Mary Magdalene, the word reparented is not at all too strong. She's been saved by Jesus and the community around Jesus, saved spiritually and emotionally and socially. Mary is beyond undone. She'd been at the tomb earlier that day. She'd gone, it would seem, with some other people because when she comes back to the rest of the disciples to, to tell them about the empty tomb, she says, we don't know where they've laid Jesus' body. So Peter and John just book it on ahead and race to the tomb. Mary follows behind, it would seem, at, at some distance. Peter and John find the empty tomb, look inside, race back off, and there's Mary by herself, just weeping, just empty. How overwhelmed is she? Well, a couple of angels show up. Angels! Bonafide angels! And all she can do is respond with a few words and then turn to look to see who the other person might be. We, we have to grapple with how bizarre this is. In almost every other case of an angel showing up throughout the history of God's people, the first words out of the angel's mouth have to be, don't be afraid, don't freak out, it's okay, fear not. Even when the angel Gabriel shows up to Mary, the mother of Jesus, a different Mary, by the way, the first words out of his mouth are, fear not. And here, Mary Magdalene is so just destroyed, so just absorbed in her grief, that two angels are right there in front of her. And all she can do is, again, say a few words and then hope maybe the gardener will help her out somehow. Any of you just undone, just overwhelmed with life. Well, turns out Mary's right there with you. She, she's been there. Of course, it turns out Jesus is right there with Mary also, even though she doesn't know it yet. And the good news of Easter is Jesus is right there with you too. And notice this, please, just notice this, that when Jesus shows up, actually shows up to Mary Magdalene first out of anybody, when Jesus shows up, he doesn't chide her, doesn't tell her to suck it up. He just says her name. He's so gentle with her. 
He's so gentle with us. And I love how the resurrected, all-powerful Jesus is not going to his torturers, the people who did all that stuff to him the day before yesterday. He's going to his friends. He's going, first of all, to Mary, who's just straight up messed up. He's going to the people who are just undone and know it. Who spiritually have lost everything and he comes to bring his riches. He's going to Mary and throughout the day others, by the way, who are humble. And Mary's just like, come on, can somebody just tell me where his body is? I just want to know where his body is. She's not pushy. She's humble. Jesus comes to the ones who hunger and thirst for a world where good prevails. Jesus comes to those who mourn, who grieve, who are gutted, who weep. Jesus comes to those with needs and he provides. Jesus, Jesus told us all this, of course. He told us right from the beginning. In the Gospel of Matthew, one of Jesus' most famous sermons started out with these eight characteristics of people that God is especially attentive to. The poor in spirit that Jesus comes to give the kingdom of heaven to. Those who mourn, Jesus comes to comfort. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice to prevail, and he promises to fill them. The humble, the meek, who will be given everything. And on and on. Actually, if you continue to join us here online for these next eight plus weeks, we're going to be spending time with exactly this. These eight blessings that Jesus pronounces on people, the world, quite honestly, tends to blow off. And the great news is Jesus doesn't just come to us and leave us where he found us. He comes to us and changes us like he changed Mary. When she heard her name said the way only Jesus could say it, when she realized that this one that she'd lost had now come to find her, when she realized it was him and began to drink in his fullness, it changed everything for her and so it will for us too. She goes from unable to respond to two angels right in front of her to grabbing Jesus in a bear hug. So much that Jesus says, Mary, don't don't hold on to me right now. I'm not ascending yet. I'm going to be with you for a while. Right now, Go tell the other disciples that I am alive, that 
we've spoken. Get them ready for when I'm coming to them because I'm not just coming to you, Mary. I'm coming to them as well. We're going to be together. It's okay. I'm with you. And it changes her forever. The very first Easter sermon, and Mary Magdalene gets to preach it. And do you see the depth of the change? She was starving for life and goodness, and now she's filled forever. She was utterly destitute, and now Jesus has given her himself first out of everybody, and she has him forever. She was weeping, she was mourning. She was beyond just devastated. And now she has comfort to go and give to others. It's not just for herself, she has more than enough and abundance to go out and give away. And so it can be for us. Let's not be afraid of our emptiness and of our need. Don't be afraid of our hunger for what we don't have yet. Let Jesus fill us. He'll give us enough to share. Jesus comes to us in our need, in our lack, to give us more than we could even imagine having asked for in the first place. And it all begins with him coming to us and naming us and us in response simply saying, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Fill me and make me part of your people. As it was with Mary Magdalene, when Jesus comes to you, he'll send you off to tell somebody else. He gives with such abundance that we then, whatever the depth of our need had been, we now begin to have enough to share and to give, to be generous like God is generous. Friends, this Easter, bring him your need. Or better yet, because this is the truth of it, let him come to you. Open your eyes to open your ears, hear him call your name, and give you everything you need. And in response, simply offer him our broken, messed up, partial lives, and receive his life eternal. Amen.